Welcome to the Stacking Slabs podcast. Join Brett to get the latest sports cards investment advice, hear from industry experts that are deep in the trenches, and find out when to turn left when the rest of the market is going right. Get eBay ready, get PayPal ready. Let's be students of the game and stack those slabs. What is up, everybody? What is up? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs. If you're listening to this on the day it dropped, it's Friday. Thank you for being with me. I am super fired up. Sound the alarm bells on this one. We are talking the NBA, my favorite thing to talk about. And what we're going to do, we're going to dive in deep on all things NBA, sports cards, playoffs, the return, you name it. Before we get into that, definitely check out Stacking Slabs on all your favorite social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Hit that subscribe button. Give us that five-star review. We love that. We appreciate that. We thank you. If you're sitting on a Friday thinking about what you're buying this weekend, thinking about what you're selling this weekend, we're glad to be right there uh, alongside of you in your headsets, on your speaker systems, pumping, blaring. Listen to me chop up the NBA. We thank you, so hit that subscribe button. Uh, Okay, so the other thing, yeah, let's make sure we talk about the giveaway. So I announced on our Wednesday episode, we will be doing another giveaway. The giveaway is a lot of cards, and a lot of cards keeps growing up the more people participate. So what we're going to be doing right now, we're giving away a Tyler Hero Mosaic NBA debut, a Kobe White Don Russ rated rookie, Asiku Dimboye, my favorite guy, his optic, and then also Chris Paul, Prism Silver. I will be adding a card to this lot each week based on us not getting a definite date. When that definite date drops, the cards will stop and we'll announce that winner. But what you can do to subscribe that or to join and subscribe to the fun here is all you have to do is follow Stacking Slabs on any of the social media platforms. And then for additional entries, you get three. If you send a screenshot that you subscribed and tag two of your friends, we'll get you to enter. You can find that pinned tweet on the Stacking Slabs Twitter account. Thank you so much for playing. Positive news on the NBA front. So I'm recording this on uh, Saturday and there could be more movement, news, traction. Who knows? There's a delay in record to go live. So I hope there's some updated news, but the news we got right now was on Friday of this past week, there was a notification that was sent out. It hit all of our smartphones, basically saying that the NBA is setting a target targeted tentative date of July 31st. In order for the NBA to come back into play, they need to make sure they can get all of the proper testing in place. At this point, and just knowing how you know media works and communication goes out, I would be shocked that if they don't have a pretty strong uh, plan regarding testing, and they're probably trying to check some final boxes on that. So I think we can all be optimistic and think that the NBA is going to be coming back, hopefully at the end of the in July, and we can start watching some hoops again. We can start talking about our cards in light of actual NBA players hitting the floor. 
And good God, as I've been thinking about this, it's a little overwhelming to know what to expect and what to think about when talking about NBA cards in light of tip-off coming back. It's been crazy. There's been nothing, no uh, no sleep for the weary. There, It's been game time ever since COVID-19 has been in place. It's almost like COVID has added the va- value to the NBA market and cards, and I am afraid it is going to freaking explode once we tip off. So if you're a smart, smart investor or collector, what you are trying to do right now is prepare yourself for the NBA tip off, because I think that's what we got to do, right? You got to make sure that you know when to hold them and you know when to fold them, you know when to sell them. And you just got to, you got to have that plan in place. You got to be a student of the game and you got to have it all figured out. You're not going to have it all figured out, but, but my God, we we're in the sport card game. NBA is returning. Be a student, get that plan together. So I think it's important to talk about just a couple different items to kick it off. I think one, there is this mentality and thought process of how does the NBA return? Um, what are they going to do in order to get the get it kicked back? Is there going to be a, uh, some sort of closeout to the season before we jump into playoffs? What does that look like? Um, you know, personally, I believe, and I believe that the front office believes that in order to restart the NBA. You need to get all 30 teams back involved in some way, shape, or form. Um, and I know there's been some conversations about from Damian Lillard, and he's, you know, in a beef with Dan Orlovsky on, you know, Damo saying that he's not returning if the Blazers don't have a chance to make the playoffs. Um, and then shots were fired by Dan Orlovsky and uh, Damo shut him back down. Um, so there's a sentiment that everyone wants a chance to make the playoffs. I don't know how that's going to work. I don't think we can speculate on that. I think we as fans and sport card collectors and investors just have to let it run its course. But what I think is going to happen is something like all teams return, all teams get a, have to play um, either a, the last five games of their regular season or everybody in their division wants something like that. And then that will help give guys the ability to get some real-time in-court action. And um, who knows? These games might be counted. They might be counted. We don't know any of this. But I think it, the intention is to really get make sure everyone gets their legs together until, until we enter um, the beef and the bulk of what is going on and what that is, is the NBA playoffs. Now, I'm telling you right now, NBA playoffs return in light of the current situation that is happening around the globe. Everybody is going to be stopped and everybody is going to be focused on the NBA. I already got my calendar blocked for August. It just says blocked NBA because I am going to do nothing but watch every freaking playoff game imaginable. Now we got to think about how are those games going to be um, set? Is it going to be what we've, what's traditional and what we've come to expect of the playoffs? Is it going to be something different? I think it's worth chopping it up a little bit about those options and opportunities. I don't think those options and our opportunities for the NBA does really anything for cards or that changes anything. I think it just, you know, will continue to put light on what the NBA is doing. And at the end of the day, more attention on NBA and momentum around the NBA, the more the market is going to move on NBA cards, which means 
there's going to be more gains and things are going to become more expensive. I ran a quick Twitter poll 24 hours on just asking the audience what people are planning on doing um, in light of those, uh, you know, the NBA returning. And it, it looks like a majority of people are buying or investing. 13% of those responded say, said buying now for the flip. So they're trying to flip once the NBA comes back. Buying now, waiting, waiting and see, that's 25%. There was nobody that said selling. So sellers, there's an opportunity there. Um, people want to buy cards. So if you're thinking about selling, now is the time. And 62% said investing in the long term. I think investing in the long term is definitely my priority. However, you got to think about some of those flip opportunities. I'm going to talk about that on this episode. But let's get back to the playoffs. So I think... There is competing thoughts on what they do. And I think just this is fun to think about as NBA fans. So you've got a couple options. Number one, as is, um, where you've got, you know, your rounds of seven, 16 teams on each side, uh, or 16 teams total, traditional format. To me, the traditional format seems, I think it's going to be, it, it can be something like that. But if it is something like that, it's going to be more abbreviated or a modified tournament where at, or uh, playoff, whereas the first maybe two rounds are best of five series, and then the conference finals are seven and the finals are seven. Um, I think we can expect probably that the NBA season for next year won't start um, in the standard time, and we might see the NBA start in December, which makes sense, like a Christmas tip-off. That's when a lot of fans really feel like NBA really starts anyways. So one way or the other, that's an option, right? Traditional format or abbreviated traditional format. Then you've got something like potentially the, you know, a World Cup format where maybe divisions don't matter or conferences don't matter as much. And there's a certain amount of teams per pool and there's pool play. And then two teams advance out of pool play and go into a tournament where the champion is then crowned after a single elimination format. That'd be kind of cool. I think that would be something that would interest me and would be something that's different. I think um, it would be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, but I think that's something that could be entertaining. I think the next option is by far and away the most attractive option. And I think this option gives the um, NBA the option and opportunity to potentially start the NBA season on next NBA season at their regular time. And what is that? That is a tournament, baby. So think about March Madness style tournament, single elimination, anything goes where a champion is crowned. We've all thought about that in our head, what that would look like on the NBA side. But the more I think about that, the more excited I get. And I think if you're going to do that, you open the door for all the teams. So um, whether it's kind of those play-in game type format for those bottom teams that wouldn't make the playoffs typically or what, I mean, think about that just from a, you got to think about the business side too. You can't deny that the front office does not, once once Zion Williamson 
in the picture in some way, shape, or form. So why not have a Zion Williamson be in a playoff game to enter the tournament, right? So there's those competing thoughts. There's the business side, but I think it's one of those things. I would say it's less likely to actually take place and happen, but if it does, can you imagine the interest and intrigue in the single elimination format? Anything goes. To me, if I was in charge, based on how atypical the season has gone, I would lean into that and just see what happens. You might not get the NBA champion that is the best team or has the best record, but I think the pure excitement of that gets gives me goosebumps thinking about. Okay, so it's it's going to be one of those styles, I would imagine. So that now let's talk about sports cards. All right. So as I'm thinking about the NBA in general, and like I do um, with all sports, I really have started to bucket my players that I'm spending on into different tiers. You've got long-term guys, you've got mid-term guys, and you've got short-term guys. So the short-term guys typically are the guys that maybe I'm looking to flip based on something happening like the NBA playoffs and trying to make dollars off of that. Mid-tier are maybe guys that I want to invest in long-term. However, I see maybe emerging opportunity or I'm uncertain about if I'm committed for them to be long-term. So they fit in that mid-term tier. And then long-term is just guys that I really am either one, taking a chance on because I believe that they are going to be a rising star, is someone that potentially... Um, is a current younger player that maybe more of the market is attracted to that I also believe in. And then also maybe somebody that is a has been around for a while and um, is expected to go into the Hall of Fame. So long, middle, short. So I will share my thoughts on kind of today as I record this episode, who is in each of those groups and why. So I'm not, I did a whole episode on this and I'm not going to uh, kill it and continue to beat a dead horse. My short term guys are the guys I'm buying right now that I'm looking to flip. It's all because of the compelling event of the playoffs that are, go- that are, are, are happening. And part of that compelling event is I believe that their teams are going to go far, far in the playoffs and that they might not be the guy, and they're they're at a certain price point where I think I can buy 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 them up, and then based on the success of their teams, make some money off of them. So that's Kyle Kuzma of the Los Angeles Lakers, and that's the big ragu Dante DiVincenzo of the Milwaukee Bucks. Two short-term guys that I'm buying up in droves right now to flip. Now in the middle term, I've got a couple guys. So I've got... Um, I've got Victor Oladipo, which as a Pacers fan, there's some homerism into that, but I also do believe that his rookie cards right now are undervalued. And I think a lot of people last year made the assumption that Victor or while they, he played Victor was not someone you maybe wanted to invest in because he didn't look 100. Well, he wasn't 100, but I think this extra time has allowed him to um, get his game up. He's got one of those intangible things and in it's heart and desire. And I think that's why a, a lot of fans in Indianapolis have been so attracted to Victor. He's a damn good player too, right? He's one of the better shooting guards in the East. Um, and he's a guy that 
I think right now his cards are undervalued. And I think as a guy who can actually, the Pacers can make win a series or two. And I'll talk about that in the playoffs to make some further headway. My other wait in midterm guy that is not necessarily committed to long-term investment, but I'm buying right now because I, I anticipate something happening that I would potentially, his prices would go up and um, I would move them. And that's Jason Tatum. I love Jason Tatum's game. I think he's in a great spot in uh, Boston. I think he is not even done yet. And he's continuing to emerge as one of the better young players in the NBA. And so he's a guy that I think the, the Celtics can see a lot of success, are going to see a lot of success in the future. And it's one of those things where he's not a long-term investment by, uh, by me just because he, uh, I, I think they could do well enough where then I would need, would need to sell his cards because um, it just would make business sense. So those are my mid-tier, Tatum and Victor. Long t- long-term investments, no shocker here. Siku Dimboye, I have talked about him at nauseum, but he is my... Big bet, big gamble, rising star. I think I've pumped so much money into him. I'm expecting him to be the greatest player ever at this point. Just kidding, kind of. But, you know, he's a long-term, and I think everybody should have these long-term big bets in your game plan. It makes things fun. It gets you invested. And so Siku's mine. I'm also buying up. And um, trying to, this has been a harder strategy just based on his cards and the how expensive they've gotten recently. But Luca, I mean, uh, I think Luke, everything about Luca uh, that I measure guys on and value and investment, he checks all the boxes. He really does. And I think we're seeing a just a superstar in the making with Luka Doncic. And I think, you know, it might seem crazy that you know his i think i bought his um i bought his prism psa 10 for 375 at the end of march and now it's 550 550 might seem a lot for somebody that's interested in getting in the luka game right now but i think to be honest with you that 550 can likely double next by next season just based on how good this kid is and how he's changing the game and what he's going to be doing with the Mavericks. So I'm all in any opportunity I can buy. And even if it's raw or even if it's nines, like I'd been buying a lot of nines. I've been buying BGS nine Luca. I bought a optic Luca rookie. I'm buying a lot of Luca just if I can get them, especially if I can get a graded Luca for under a hundred bucks. Like those are the types of cards you want to be purchasing right now, or at least I do because I believe in them. The second or the third, excuse me, is John Morant in the long-term bucket. I just, I talked about it on the Wednesday episode. I just love this kid. I love his mentality. He's a leader. He's just got so much to like from a sport card investment perspective. He is leading the charge with Zion while all these people are coming back in the hobby. He's really, really good. He's going to be the guy on the Grizzlies for a long time. And he, I love investing in point guards. Um, uh, so John Morant's that long-term guy for me. And then just rounding out long-term is Chris Paul. I've been talking about Chris Paul a lot. I think Chris Paul, he's going to be in the hall of fame and his cards are undervalued right now. So just as a long-term investment, he's a guy I'm buying up because 
I know his cards are going to jump, especially um, when he makes that Hall of Fame. He's got some benefits where you know he's he's on a playoff team, so he's going to continue to get light shine down on him too. So I think just from an NBA perspective, especially, it's important since there's a lot going on, a lot of hype. Just make sure you solidify your list of long, mid, and short-term investments because especially with the NBA playoffs coming back around, that's really where you got to like hold yourself accountable for guys in buckets. And that's why um, I've got guys in certain buckets. Like if, you know, Luca makes it to the, uh, you know, if the Dallas Mavericks won a series or two and Luca's cards jumped heavily, I don't know if I would sell them yet. I just, because I just think he's got so much more potential on the other side of this. Um, that that's why he's a long-term person and I don't need to get caught up with sp- current spikes based on performance or whatever, because I think, you know, this, this is the type of kid that I could make some, make some more money off in the long run. So let's jump into the playoffs specifically in a little exercise that I did, which was a ton of fun. I took every playoff team. If the NBA season started today, put them into a kind of a, a format. And then what I did was just, just like you do kind of during the, um, uh, you know, March madness, I just kind of filled out a bracket, but I did it from the perspective of, I think what's more likely is you're going to have the five game, uh, best of five, the first two series. And then the last two series are going to be the conference finals and finals would be best of seven. So that's kind of how I thought about it, the modified traditional format as I was filling this out. But I will talk through those matchups and then just highlight maybe, um, you know, based on teams, players, cards, things to think about. Okay. So on the Eastern Conference side, you'd have the Bucks versus the Magic. Not a lot to talk about other than the Bucks definitely are the superior team and would prevail in that series. I think this is where you start looking at the performance of guys like Chris Middleton and Dante DiVincenzo. Giannis is going to be Giannis, and his his prices probably won't see a huge increase for beating the Magic. Um, So he's going to have that type of standard. But that's where I think as a fan, you start monitoring guys like Middleton and DiVincenzo, and you look at eBay and see how their cards are performing, because there might be time to get in and make quick flips. Like I said, on my short-term uh, plan, I've got uh, the big ragu DiVincenzo. So I'm buying in now just with the expectation that the Bucks are going to make some noise in the playoffs. Get the Heat versus the Pacers. Um, I think, you know, the Heat have a lot of exciting pieces for that, you know, on the like rookie side. So you've got Kendrick Nunn, you've got Tyler Hero. I think their cards could, based on performance and getting some wins, could see some jumps. Again, my mentality, I'm not, I'm not investing in a hero or none or getting caught up in that hype right now. It's just not what I'm interested in. Uh, but I am interested just because I'm a fan and he's a part of my plan is in the midterm tier is just Victor Oladipo. I think the Pacers in general, they're not, they don't have a ton of guys that on their team, they've got a really, really fun, good team that's constructed to win in the NBA. But outside of, you know, outside of Victor, I don't think just Sabonis, 
just his role. He's an all-star, but he's just not a not a guy who's probably going to see a ton of lift just because he's a big guy. Miles Turner, big guy. Malcolm Brogdon, he's just not the flashiest player. He's effective. Um, so there's just not a lot of guys on the Pacers that are like sport card investment type players. Sneaky, low-key guy to look out for just in general is Aaron Holiday long-term. I, I think he does fit, fit into that bucket, and I think he is a pretty darn good player, especially when he is in a role that is like a six-man type role right off the bench, needs some offense. But I'm thinking Victor Oladipo here. I, I think, like I said before, I think his rookie cards are undervalued right now. I've got his uh, PSA 10 Prism Prism uh, rookie. I've got his hoops. I'm buying up some of his selects. I just think he's at a pretty affordable price point, and I think people forget about how good Victor Oladipo is and how clutch he is. So Pacers heat, I'm being a homer on this one. I'm picking the Pacers. Okay, so then we move down to the Celtics and 76ers. Personally, I'm just, I'm not a big 76ers fan. I really am not. Um, I'm not a Ben Simmons fan. I like Embiid, but I'm not investing anybody on the 76ers. I think, you know, it's just one of those teams that, I don't know, I just do not like how they've been constructed. You've got, you know, they just bring in guys that, like Al Horford now, and there's talk of trading him. And then last year, it was Jimmy Butler. It's like, can Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid coexist with each other? I don't even know that. But And I don't think that they can win a playoff series, especially against a team like the Boston Celtics. So I love the Celtics. You know, Brad Stevens is just a great coach. Indianapolis guy, Butler, took the team far. He actually um, played basketball at the college that I went to and actually was in the same fraternity as me. So I guess I can got a little love for Brad Stevens. He is my fraternity brother. But yeah, the Celtics. So, you know, they're just they're just a solid, solid team. They're very, very, very good. Rookies, we've all ripped packs, and it's like every pack you get, you get a Celtic, you rip, you get a Celtics rookie. There's, you know, Taco Fall, Grant Williams, uh, and then a couple Indiana kids, Romeo Langford and Carson Edwards. So um, I do out of that bunch. I've been asked a lot. I like Carson Edwards. I think he's just in a crowded backcourt and he's a really good player. And I think he's going to see some time at some point. It might not be next year, but it might be the next where he's going to see some run. And I just think he's really good. So if you're thinking about Celtics rookies, maybe not for the playoffs, just for long term. I like Carson Edwards. But, you know, you've got Kimball Walker, Jalen Brown. Their card market's interesting. I'm focused on Jason Tatum. I think Jason Tatum is the guy. Um, don't need to get into it. But again, he's a mid-tier, mid-term uh investment for me then you got the raptors and nets i think you know i think just to make it quick and the raptors are superior they're gonna win you know i think the only really guy to look at here is siakam and looking at his prices and where he's at going into the playoffs um i haven't looked at his prices in a while um but yeah he's the one guy i would call out is pay attention to uh siakam because if the Raptors can make some noise and headway in the playoffs, I would see his cards would get some substantial increase because he's got a lot of eyes on him right now. So 
that that leads in the East. You got the Bucks, Pacers, Celtics, Raptors. Let's jump to the West. First round matchup is like the sound the sirens in the sport card market world. You got the Lakers and the Grizzlies. Talked about a lot, talked at these teams about these teams a lot. On the Lakers, you know, you might not be able to afford LeBron. You might not be able to afford AD, but man, get in with Kuzma. Someone get in. You got to get involved with the Lakers at some level. And I think Kyle Kuzma is the guy. John Morant, Grizzlies, good lordy. His cards are going to go up. They're going to they're gonna be crazy. If John Morant's playing LeBron, his cards are going to be crazy. So I think like that's why I'm really interested at, you know, I know it's expensive now, but that's why I'm interested in John Morant because I think that they're going to be in the playoffs. And if they're in the playoffs, his cards are going to go up. So I think, you know, surrounding him, you've got a lot of fun guys. The Grizzlies are fun investment team. Triple J, I'm buying up Triple J right now because, you know, he's got John Morant needs someone to feed the pill to, and that guy's Triple J. Brandon Clark's got my attention. So I think the Grizzlies, I do not think the Grizzlies will beat the Lakers, but I think the Grizzlies um, are a fun team to invest in in the long term. You got the Jazz and Thunder versus the Thunder. I think, you know, the Jazz, I love Donovan Mitchell. I think the Jazz have had to overcome some adversity with, you know, the COVID situation. I don't know that locker room. Bogdanovich is hurt. He's not coming back. That's substantial. Conley really hasn't played up to par. If you look at the the Jazz and the Thunder in the last part of the season, Jazz were trending down. Thunder were trending upward. I think, you know, I think if if Donovan Mitchell is a long-term investment, the playoffs for you, the playoffs really don't matter. I don't see the Jazz winning. I think they would be favored, but I like what the Thunder are doing a little bit more. And of course, I love Chris Paul. So I've talked about that. But then I think, you know, Chris Paul could really make a guy like Shea Gildress Alexander step out and stand out. So if you think that the Thunder are going to beat the Jazz, I think Shea is going to be a big reason for that. And I think you could see a lot of uh, gains with his card. So I think investing in Shea Gildress Alexander in terms of this series is the way to go. Clippers, Mavericks, man, a lot of heat in that one. So you've got, you know, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, I think are the standout guys on the Clippers side. Paul George, I've been, you know, former Pacer, I've been looking at his rookie cards. His market on eBay is interesting. And it's like, I just can't really figure it out. I think there's a lot of like prestige rookies. There's a lot of autograph stuff. But I'm just like not finding the cards that I really want. If you're if you're a Paul George collector, I've kind of uh, I blacked him out for a while after he left the Pacers. But then I kind of came to the uh, conclusion that he gave us so many fun memories and took us to the Eastern Conference Finals. And at the end of the day, we got Victor Oladipo and Demontis Sabonis for him. So it's kind of even at this point. But if you're a Paul George collector, I'd love to know which Paul George cards you're looking at. On the Mavs side, you got Luca. Luca's cards are going to explode whether they win or lose. So I think Luca is someone I'm investing in. Clippers, Mavs, got to go Clippers because of Kawhi. I just got to. And then the final series, I, I think, is just from an investment perspective, just not a lot that I'm liking in there, but that's the Nuggets and Rockets. I think the one thing to think about is Michael uh, Michael Porter Jr., just because he's a name that's being talked about a lot. And a, as a young guy, not a lot of people may have seen him. 
But if he's in the playoffs and he's got a stage, I think his cards might see some uh, see an increase. So I picked the Rockets just from the firepower perspective. I mean, Russ Harden. People don't seem to love their cards, but I think just in true basketball form, they would take the Rockets or the Nuggets down. I know the Nuggets are a good team, but I'm not betting against Westbrook and Harden here. So in the West, you got the Lakers, the Thunder, the Clippers, and the Rockets. So let's jump back up to the East. Bucks, Pacers. I'm not going to kid myself, even though I would be cheering loudly for the Pacers. I'm going Bucks here. I think it's just Giannis is just who can stop him? I mean, we've struggled against the Bucks. We don't have anybody. Uh, listen to me as I'm a fan. I'm saying we. But uh, Pacers don't have anybody to guard, to really body him. I mean, there's not a lot of teams that have a lot of people to body him. But So I, I think the Bucks would definitely win that series. And that's where you start seeing, too, if guys like um, DiVincenzo or Middleton are helping and have hit some shots and have had some moments. By this point, that's where their cards could really start to grow. So Bucks there, Celtics and Raptors, hell of a matchup. I love the Celtics. I'm picking the Celtics there. Again, Tatum, focus, increase. On the Western Conference side, Lakers, Thunder, not much of a matchup. Lakers, again, LeBron, AD through the roof, finding guys like Kuzma at this point investing in guys his card should see gains and then clippers rockets really good matchup but i gotta go clippers for Kawhi for Kawhi. so i you know whether it's Kawhi or paul george i think the clippers are going to advance far and it's hard for me to try to figure out who to go with or how to go with so clippers are intriguing to me um so there we go we've got bucks celtics lakers clippers I don't want to go into many specifics on why I, I'm choosing each team to make it to the finals, but I think this might be a little bit of a shocker for everybody in a set since we're moving to a seven-game series. In a seven-game series, I'm picking Boston over uh, Milwaukee, which see, might seem crazy, but I think just game plan, format, depth, um, rising star type of situation, I'm just... It's a to me, it's a little literally a coin flip, and I'm I'm picking the Celtics. So if you're investing in Tatum at this point, I mean his cards, if he can surpass Giannis, go to the finals, his cards are gonna just explode. So I just like there's so much I like about Boston um in that team and that coaching staff. Um, they've just got a lot going on. So I got the Celtics and then Clippers, Lakers, extremely difficult, both great teams. I'm just going LeBron here and going Lakers. So again, you can see a Celtics-Lakers again final. I guess I'm anticipating and predicting, which is wild to see. And that's old school. Why, why not? Like if I talked um, a lot about just the excitement that I have and thinking about Tom Brady versus Drew Brees in a week one NFL matchup. It's the same type of feeling just as a fan I have when I would see the Celtics and Lakers in the finals. So much memories, so many classic matchups going through so many generations. Uh, you've got, you know, the Kobe's versus the Paul Pierce tears teams. You've got Magic and you've got Larry. And I mean, it just goes on and on. So why not ring in a new generation of like a LeBron versus Jason Tatum? That's exciting. I I just think. That's a total fun, that's a fun matchup and something I'm looking at. So 
again, cards of all of those players on each of those sides are are what you're going to want to look at. I think the you got Tatum, you know, is the guy on the other side. You got LeBron, AD, Kuzma's who I would be um, trying to pump some money into. I'll pick the Lakers to win the finals. Um, LeBron, he's LeBron. He's going to win one there. Seems like it makes sense for it to happen this year. So I think just that's a fun exercise that I'm just going through and I'm trying to figure out well while I'm trying to build out my sport card plan. But I think it's the punchline of this episode is really make sure that you put your investments into buckets, long-term, mid-term, and short-term. So I have Jason Tatum in my mid-term because if he makes it to the finals, I'm I'm selling all of my cards because I don't know if Jason Tatum will ever make it to the finals again. And I believe that would be his peak point. So that's why I have him in the mid tier, but then that holds you accountable for what you do with those guys based on what's happening in the playoffs. And you just don't get blinded at, at just because they're in the playoffs, I got to sell their cards. So that's important. And then I think too, it's, it's important to start, evaluating your guys in those tiers and then looking at your own playoff matchups and what you think are is going to happen not what Brett from Stacking Slab says what's going to happen. So, I'd love your feedback. How are you thinking about the playoffs? What are you doing? Are you buying? Are you selling? Um are you selling for the flip? Are you selling are you in, are you investing in long term? What are you doing? Let me know. Tweet at me at Stacking Slabs. Slide into my DMs on Instagram. Let me know what you're doing. Um, hit that subscribe button if you like what you heard. I've had so much fun talking about NBA and all of this. Everyone out there, stay safe. Um, do your thing. Let's all get excited as we're trying to think about the NBA coming back. Happy investing. Happy collecting. All right. See you on the other side. <laughs>